Welcome to Balance Banter. I'm your host, Christy Langle, certified exercise physiologist, owner of ChristyLangle.com, and survivor of an all-or-nothing lifestyle. Whether you're a motivated career woman or a stay-at-home mom of four, I'll be there to support you in all things in balance. We'll talk mindset, workouts, nutrition, healthy habits, and more. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode number 11 of Balance Banter. Today, we're going to talk about emotional eating, why it happens, and how to stop. But before we dive in, I want to let you guys know or remind you that two weeks from today, we will be launching the all new Balance app. So this has been a long time coming. I'm so excited to bring this to you guys. On March 20th, we'll be live in the app store. All of my weekly workouts, um, my weekly balance workouts are going to be in an app version, not just on desktop anymore. So what that means for you guys is now you'll have access to the five workouts every single week. They'll be easy to read. It's going to self-guide you through the workout. The workout will switch and flip to the next exercise. You'll know exactly what you need to be doing and the timer will be included. So all you got to do is Set your music, play whatever you feel like, your Pandora, your Fit Radio, or just whatever radio you got. Play your music and press the Start Workout button, and all you have to do is follow along with me. All the balance workouts are 30 to 45 minutes, maximum 45 minutes. I try to keep them close to 30. Um, They're bang for your buck. All you need is a set of dumbbells to get started. So stay tuned for that. I offer a free 30-day trial. You can use code let's do this. Code again, let's do this. You sign up at christinelangle.com. And when the app launches on March 20th, everyone will have access to that on the workouts for the workouts on the app um, database. All right, guys. So let's dive into today's episode. Let's talk about emotional eating. So Americans are stressed. We're all stressed, right? Whether it is money or is it time? Is it the kids? Is it politics? What's on the news? Um, your career? There's so many things in our life nowadays um, that stress us out. And studies show that about 40% of Americans actually stress eat at least one time per week. So stress eating is a coping mechanism, right? It helps us feel a little bit better, maybe not for the long term, but for that short few minutes that the chocolate donut is going down. Um, But 40% of Americans out there are stress eating at least one time a week. So if you consider yourself a stress eater or an emotional eater, you are not alone. And we are going to talk about why it's happening and what you can do to try to prevent it. Okay, so 
Emotional eating, it happens for two main reasons, physiological and psychological reasons. So where does this all leave you when it comes to your balance journey or your weight loss journey? Well, the first step is understanding why it's happened. So I want to dive in with you guys physiologically and psychologically what's going on that kind of causes the this uh, stress eating, so to say. So Psychologically, when we are stressed or we're sad, we search for things that are comforting, right? Um, We search for foods that help us feel satisfied or fulfilled or calm, safe and warm. We actually often search for foods too that are comforting from memories in our childhood. So this is an ugly example and not a great example, but an ugly one. But When I had salmonella a few years ago, yes, I had salmonella. I do not wish that on anybody. It was absolutely horrible. Um, And yes, I totally gave it to myself, apparently, um, making myself a turkey meatloaf and it wasn't properly cooked through in the middle. So if you don't have a meat thermometer, get yourself one now. Um, But fast forward. So I had salmonella. I was so sick. I was living in my first apartment up in Westchester, New York. Um, everything was coming out of both ends. I was miserable, couldn't keep anything down. Um, and I had to call my mommy and I was like, mom, I need you to come and help me. I literally, I can't even make it to the bathroom. I can't eat. I can't make myself anything. Anyway, mom came and she's like, what do you want? I'll make you anything you want. And oh my gosh, I haven't eaten this um, probably since then. And maybe 10 years before that, I hadn't eaten it. But all I wanted was craft macaroni and cheese. So processed, so gross. Like, please don't feed that to your kids. But how funny, like I was so miserable. I was so sick. I was desperate for comfort. And out of nowhere, I wanted craft macaroni and cheese. And I hadn't had it in years and years and years, but it goes to show you that I was just craving something emotionally that would make me feel better. That reminded me of happier times, you know, growing up, being a little kid and loving macaroni and cheese, (laughs) craft macaroni and cheese to be exact. Okay. So like I said, we, um, when we're stressed or sad, we crave foods that are going to comfort us psychologically. And often it's, um, related to memories of growing up and things like that. Um, so that's one reason that we are craving certain foods psychologically. Now, physiologically what's going on the, is the fight or flight response. So when we're stressed or like back in the caveman days, they were stressed when they had to actually face a threat, right? Like if a bear was going to walk into your cave and take your food and you had to be ready to fight them. So like the body would kick in the fight or flight response to say fight the bear um, so that it doesn't take your food or hurt you, you know? Um, So when the fight or flight response happens in our body, your sympathetic nervous system, the body essentially, it stimulates the nervous system and heightens any necessary systems that the body might need to fight the bear, but it also slows the parts that you don't need. Um, And what would happen is eventually the bear would walk away and after 20 to 30 minutes, your body would return to homeostasis. But 
nowadays when obviously we're not having bears walking into our caves. So um, we're not experiencing that, but we're dealing with a lot of frequent and prolonged stressors in our lives nowadays. So like we talked about the money, um, the kids, the job, the career, lack of time, all of those things. So those are daily chronic prolonged stressors. And when we're experiencing them for low, uh, long periods of time, the body struggles to return back to its resting state. So what happens is you're left with things like high cortisol levels, even though like you're not actually super, super stressed about, say, a bear being in front of you. All of these other things are stressing you out all the time that those cortisol levels are just staying higher than others, okay? And when your cortisol levels are high, cortisol is going to trigger you to crave unbalanced foods that are high in calories, fats, and sugar, aka to help prolong your life. So your body thinks you're stressed and by the end, instead, all these signals and the cortisol goes up and it's triggering your body and your brain to want foods that are high in calories, high in fats, high in sugars, and it wants to take in excess fuel and excess calories to essentially prolong your life because it thinks you're in a stressful situation. Okay. And sometimes you are so stressed out or in what I call like you're being fried, like a fried mental state, um, that you end up eating things on autopilot without even thinking of it. Like, think about it. Have you ever watched a super, super scary movie? You were distracted by the movie and the zombies running around and how scary it was and whatnot. Um, your stress levels are up and you sit there and you ate the entire bag of popcorn that was in front of you. You didn't mean to but you were stressed out by the movie. You were also distracted, um, fried for the lack of uh, words that I like to use, and you ate that whole bag of popcorn. Okay, so physiologically, there is actually things that are occurring in your body that are making your body crave high calories, fats, and sugar. So crave those donuts and crave those sweets, um, that hot chocolate, that Starbucks frappuccino, whatever it might be. Physiologically, you might really be craving these things because of your stress levels. And also psychologically, we might be craving them from memories in the past and things like that. Okay, so now now that you understand why this is happening physically and psychologically, how the heck do you stop doing it? <laughs> right? That's the real question. Okay. Yes, I know I'm an emotional eater, but now what do I do about it? <laughs> okay. So the first step is kind of obvious and you're going to laugh. Most, some of you out there are going to be like, yeah, right. What does she know? Uh, but the first step is obvious and the simplest answer, but sometimes the toughest one to really actually do. And that is to decrease your stress level. So if we're not having this physical physiological response in our body because your stress levels aren't as high, you are likely not going to crave some of those crazy foods that you can't stop eating. Um, same thing with psychologically. If you're in a really good place mentally and emotionally, and you're not looking for comfort via food, then you're likely not going to eat all those things that we're trying not to eat so that you can lose weight, so to say. All right. Um, but I do know that life is tough. <laughs> There's only so much we can do sometimes to make our life a little less stressful. Um, so here's some like tactile, like real things that you can implement um, in terms of trying to 
fix your, or not fix, but decrease your emotional eating or your stress eating. So here's what I recommend. I use the acronym RID. So we want a RID of emotional eating, R-I-D. So R stands for recognize, I stands for identify, and D stands for decompress or distract. Okay. So let's start with the R being recognized. So emotional eating, the first real step is to recognize that you are about to emotionally eat before it occurs. So I'm about to eat a sleeve of Oreos, but I know that doesn't support my goals or like, oh my goodness, the entire bottle of wine is gone. I finished it. Um, Or okay, I'm staring into the refrigerator again. Why am I actually looking at the refrigerator? It's 10 o'clock at night. Why am I not in bed? So just self-awareness in general, just recognizing your patterns, like recognizing that you're reaching for the Oreos or recognizing that you're mindlessly eating during the movie or recognizing that the wine bottle is very quickly becoming empty while you're cooking. So just being self-aware is the first step. Now, the second step is to identify. So to identify like how you're feeling and uh, what you're about to do and why you're about to do it. So first question is identify, is this actual physical hunger? Like, am I staring into the fringe because I am physically hungry? Is my stomach rumbling or am I searching in this fridge for something that's going to make me feel better or calm down? Um, Another thing, identify like, what kind of day did I have? Okay, so the entire bottle of wine is gone. What kind of day did I have? Did I have a really stressful day that like without even realizing I drank the whole bottle because my boss pissed me off? (laughs) So think about like what kind of day you had um, in correlation with what you might have already done and about to do when it comes to emotional eating. The other question is, how am I feeling? And that is not a question that we often ask ourselves because typically we just try not to think about how we're feeling so that we can get all the other stuff done, take care of the kids, do what my boss wants, pick up my husband's dry cleaning, whatever it is. It doesn't always matter how you're feeling because you have X, Y, and Z to do, right? But when it comes to being aware of your emotional eating and trying to break that cycle, you got to recognize it and then identify. Like, how am I feeling today? Am I really eating about to do this because I'm hungry or am I doing this because I'm feeling really depressed and lonely or angry or whatever it might be? Okay. And then the last step is D standing for decompress or distract. So healthy coping mechanisms is basically where I'm going here. Okay. So unhealthy coping mechanisms are eating a ton of sweets and sugars and things like that, um, or drinking that whole bottle of wine. That would be an unhealthy coping mechanism. Um, that is emotional or stress eating. So what other things can you do if you're not actually hungry? Um, and you know, you don't want want to eat that that donut or whatever it might be, what else can I do that's going to help me cope with how I'm feeling right now or distract me from how I'm feeling right now? So 
Um, what can you do? So here's a bunch of ideas that I've come up with, like different ways that you can um, cope with the feelings that you're experiencing rather than eating. So first one, I like to use the term mind dumping. So whatever's going on in your brain, try to take it from your brain and use a pen and paper and dump it into your journal. If we can take that, the thought process out of your head and put it onto the paper so that the noise in the head stops, a lot of times we feel better. Better. Um, going for a walk um, or just change your scenery. Like if you're feeling emotional and you're about to have a cupcake after your lunch at your desk, maybe get away from your desk and go walk at a uh, work at a coffee shop for the afternoon or something along those lines. Um, read a book. So read a book that has a great, happy, lovey story that's totally fiction that um, doesn't really matter. Like that's a healthy distraction rather than say eating something that you don't want or scrolling on social media and getting upset with your friend because she did X, Y, and Z and all that. So read a book, something to just take your mind off of everything else that's going on. Um, adult coloring books. I love them. Um, take a bubble bath. Um, get a new hobby. I just recently taught myself how to knit these chunky blankets <laughs> because I always wanted one and they're so expensive and I thought it'd be a great thing to do when I'm stressed out. Um, try doing a puzzle. Um, there's a million things out there that you could do that are healthier coping mechanisms or healthy distractions that are not necessarily emotional eating or stress eating and not numbing, okay? So I'm, I'm going to go back to that social media um, point there. A lot of times we find ourselves, you know, just kind of like numbing ourselves and numbing our brains with either Netflix or, you know, scrolling. This, the, the Facebook hole and never getting out kind of thing. Um, so try to do things that are going to, what I call, fill your cup and make you feel good, not necessarily make you feel numb and maybe even worse. All right. So self-awareness and intuition, they're a huge part of breaking the vicious cycle of emotional eating. And just like we build healthy habits with like the balance workouts and your balance routine, just habits in general, you've got to also build healthier coping mechanisms. Um, and at the end of the day, the stressors will, they'll likely pass eventually. Everything will hopefully all be okay. You will have worked out. But if you continue to just let all those things kind of overwhelm you and um, you keep grabbing for the donut every time something happens, you're going to be no closer to those healthier and happier goals that you have in mind. So making sure you manage the stress, manage the emotions, um, rid of your emotional eating by recognizing, identifying, and decompressing or distracting Um those are really key points when it comes to weight loss and emotional eating in general. All right. So don't forget, guys, I am available for one-on-one -on -one coaching. These are things that I work with my clients one-on-one -on -one all the time. So um, it's not just a matter of don't eat this and eat that instead. Sometimes there's a lot more science, a lot more information that goes into it, um, really building up your toolbox of, like I said, healthy coping mechanisms and healthier resources rather than turning for that um, food that you don't necessarily want to eat and doesn't support your goals. So if you need a little help with this, that is what I'm here for. Um, you can go to www.christylangle.com slash 
forever dash balance. So one more time, christylingle.com slash forever dash balance. I have been loving working one-on-one with my clients, um, really diving into what a day-to-day looks like in the life of them and how we can make it work with their schedules and their stress and their eating habits and all of the things. Um, it's really been such a rewarding experience. So if you're looking for some accountability and to really make some changes to your lifestyle, one-on-one coaching might be where it's at. But if that is not what you need, stay tune for the balance app coming to you two weeks from today, March 20th. Make sure to check the app store and you can use code let's do this for a 30 day free trial to the new program. It's going to be awesome. I'm really jacked up about it. Everybody have such a good week. I will see you guys for episode 12 in two weeks. Have a good one. Bye.